podcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hennigan. Tonight, we bring you a Hot Routes episode, Big 12, Pac-12 conference style. Bedlam, the Rumble in the Rockies, the Civil War, the Apple Cup, the Territorial Cup, and um, Baylor versus Kansas. Didn't have a name. Our analysis picks and more next on the Two Drink Minimum. Kevin, Patron, you got to talk about the coolest name first. I think it's the best game, but it's definitely the coolest name. Bedlam. I love the fact that it's not a cup or a bowl or anything like that. It's just called Bedlam. Do they play for – I don't even know if they play for anything. Who knows? It doesn't matter. But it doesn't have like a game or like some moniker that marks it as a football game. It's just called Bedlam. That's that's awesome. That's fantastic. I'm going to pour our beer. Our beer comes to us tonight from Stratford, Connecticut, the Two Roads Brewing Company. We have a Honey Spot Road IPA. Oh, I forgot to crack it during the two-drink minimum because I was so distracted by the Baylor, Kansas, wah, wah, that that I forgot to crack it. So we are the two-drink minimum. Uh, Kevin, take us out on Bedlam. It, you're getting excited about the rivalry games this weekend, and I'm 100% with you, which is why I need to take a brief detour here, Patron, detour as we talk away. about Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Because I had a conversation today with somebody that I work with talking about expanding the playoff. And this is the game that came to mind for me as they talk about expanding the playoffs. You want automatic berths for teams that win their conference championship game. And Patron, I, I kind of snapped. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you brought it hard. Are you still employed? Well, yes. It was not to a boss. Okay. It was to you know someone on my level, you would say. But it was... One of those things, talking to the guy like, in, do you want to create a rivalry weekend that is essentially week 17 of the NFL season? Is that what you want to have happen? All these people that say, this is what I want to have an expanded playoff. If you win the Big 12, you should get in. If you win the Pac-12, you should get in. So what would Oklahoma do this weekend? You'd sit everybody. Why? So you're going to have rivalry games that no one's playing of note. You would not play Jalen Hurts, CeeDee Lamb, Kennedy Brooks. You wouldn't play those guys on Saturday because the game wouldn't matter to them. You wouldn't play the Baylor-Kansas game either, which... None of the Baylor guys would play. Rooted in history. But if you could make the play... Baylor might, but if you could... If you know, right, you can just get into the playoff and you've qualified for your conference championship game, why would this game matter? There's history in these games. We're talking about how amazing this weekend is. Anybody who wants to expand the playoff, it will ruin rivalry weekend, unintended consequences. Nobody is thinking this out. People say ridiculous things. Let's expand it. They want to fill out a bracket because in March it makes them feel important that they can tell you about their bracket. No one cares about your bracket. No one cares about your fantasy team. No one cares about your bracket, but that's what these people want because they're simple people. They do not want to have to spend 14 weeks watching games where every game matters instead is can I check in for just a couple weeks 
in December while I'm off anyways. Right. Can you give us eight 16 teams, and it doesn't matter what happens during the season, that will destroy games like this. Bedlam is awesome. This is going to be a fun game. We talked about in yesterday's episode some of those Big Ten games. That's what's going to happen when you expand the playoff. Why You're not going to play that game this weekend because you'll sit everybody. You, you want your team to be healthy. Ask Alabama what would be better, to play a guy and get him injured or rest a guy and have him at full strength for a play-in game. And that's unfortunately what is going to happen when they expand this playoff. Take it one step further. Yes, let's the, take it one step What about the further. SEC? What about the SEC championship game? Would nobody play on that game? Because probably both those teams are in. 100% agree. Right. Uh, one of them is going to be an automatic bid, and then they're going to be some sort of at-large bids in this uh, in But you this may want for a seeding. For a, but I agree. For seeding. But, uh, fine. But both of them are in. You don't need to watch the game. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a play-in game. Uh, under this format, and maybe you know, look, there's some circumstances where maybe LSU would still make it even if they lost, but they're definitely gonna have to sweat it out to get in there. So I, I am, I'm with you. I'm against the, I'm against the expanded playoff. I think any amount of reduction of relevance to uh, the regular season. Is is uh, I am in full opposition. To. In losing these rivalry I'm in full games, full opposition to the fact that the backyard brawl is not being played on Friday is criminal. Okay, it is criminal that the backyard brawl is not being played. So you had the conferences shake up some of these games. It stinks. Texas, Texas A and M. Some of those rivalry games that went away, all of them will go away. Texas, Texas A and M used to be that. That 7.30 Thanksgiving night, post, kinda. post NFL games Thanksgiving night. Now you're stuck with the Egg Bowl. Right. It, we'll get to that. That's coming up. It's called the Stay Egg Bowl. Stay tuned. Because it stinks. <laughs> so, right. uh, okay. So, Bedlam. Bedlam. Speaking of stinks, uh, I mean, I'm kind of pretty sure, maybe thinking that Oklahoma kind of kind of stinks I, I, i'm not i'm not stinks so, i'm not sold on them look okay fine stinks. you have to say it because you've been bashing fine. hurts all year stinks is harsh or stinks is harsh but this is a team that needed a gift a gift of a first down anybody that watched that game uh, other than you know just blinded homer oklahoma fans would have to say that that was a gift at the end of that game that was not a first down it was not even close to a first down it was not a first time down in real play. It was not a first down on replay. Uh, they needed it, though, to escape a sub-500 TCU team who lost to my boys at home, SMU, earlier on in the season. Like, this is a TCU team. You make fun of me for, for liking SMU so much. And I do like that offense. I do like that team over there, but it's – you know, it's sort of a, a, a joke of, you know, hey, I'm with SMU. They're my they're my group five team. Glad we picked but, them over Navy. But they beat they beat TCU at home. And, and here's Oklahoma. They're playing at home. They're playing at home and they need this first down gift to get past to get past TCU. And I get it, we're in survive in advanced mode, blah, 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 blah. But Oklahoma to me does not look anywhere near a top four team in the country. They're close I think calls. Seven is generous. So many close calls for this Oklahoma team. When you look at, I mean, look at their last few games. They're just winning tight game after tight game. That would catch up with them if Oklahoma State was at full strength. I may think that I would think that 
Oklahoma State, Oklahoma would be a tight game. And maybe the Sooners play too tight again and let Oklahoma State hang around and Oklahoma State beats them. But they're undermanned right now. You're down your best wide receiver. You're down your quarterback. Those are two huge losses that Oklahoma State can't overcome at this point. I think the wide receiver is a bigger deal because they don't have a replacement there. I don't think that Drew Brown, who played at Hawaii, has played in a bunch of games, has what looked fine last week. I don't think he's an incredible downgrade to Spencer Sanders. It, the, the wide receiver depth, though, is not there. So I think that the wide receiver injury is a bigger deal than the quarterback injury. Drew Brown threw for two scores last week, 196 yards. It was his first start for OK, but he was the starting quarterback at Hawaii before he transferred as a graduate. This kid has played some games. He's not, you know, he's not this, oh, crap, now we got to start this true freshman walk-on. I mean, this is a graduate transfer senior who's played in some games. But the wide receiver issue, they just don't have the depth over there. But they do have, they do have a young man from Canada that you have been talking about since week two. You're actually the first person that I heard talk about this young man. That's the last nice thing I'll say about you this evening, though. That's uh, not true. Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. Chuba. You were the first guy in on him. I know it's Chuba, but I, I think Chuba's better. Chuba Hubbard. You were in on him early. Over-under. You had an over-under on Jonathan Taylor last last night, on last episode. 200 yards. You took the over. What about Chuba? Chuba Hubbard, the Canadian sensation. <laughs> Chuba Hubbard this week, Patron. This past week was held out of the end zone for the first time. Right, first time this year he's hold, held out of the end zone. That's not going to happen this week against Oklahoma. Who will have more rushing yards, Chuba Hubbard or Jonathan Taylor? That's a good question. I like that. I think Jonathan Taylor has more rushing yards than Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard will get his 30, 40 carries, and he'll be close to 200, but I think he stays under it because you can focus in on him. The second leading rusher for Oklahoma State was Spencer Sanders, their quarterback. So we can't just totally dismiss like, well, you know, Drew Brown can come in there, but you lost your quarterback and your second leading rusher. So now that puts everything on Chuba, and that Oklahoma defense is not great, but when you know what the other team's going to do, and everybody's been focusing on him, but I think that's something to pay attention to. So I, I'll go with... Uh, but does Drew Brown make him a little, mo little more multidimensional? Because I have that too. You know, Spencer Sanders was chipping in about 50 yards If per they had game, their best receiver, 50 maybe. 50 yards per game on average. But Drew Brown is a little bit more of a conventional passer. He's played. Uh, you know, He hasn't thrown an interception yet. Distributes the ball well. Maybe a little dink and dunk, but he distributes it well. He's yet to throw a pick this year. He played a full game, and then he played parts of a couple others. Uh, so, you know, I, I mean, I don't think that Drew Brown is as much of a downgrade over Spencer Sanders. And I don't I, I think that he actually makes you more multidimensional than Spencer Sanders did. Spencer Sanders, yes, was their second leading rusher, but that's what he actually did well. And throwing was not. He was over 60 percent, but he had he has a ton of interceptions. I, I think I saw picks. like 11. Yeah. 11 is right. So, you know, I. I Drew Brown, which, by the way, he spells his name D-R-U. 
I mean, autocorrect, as I was taking my notes, autocorrected his name like four times before I, it finally let me put in D-R-U, Drew Brown. So I keep wanting to listen to Drew Hill. Thanks. That's all that makes me want to do. So Cisco before he knew he was Cisco. <laughs> all right, so your guy, why don't you tell me about Jalen Hurts? Because, uh, you know, I'm going to go in on Jalen Hurts, and then you're going to go, oh, you're a hater, you're a hater. He's playing against, like, the worst pass defense in the country. So you, you can hate on Jalen Hurts all you want. But he doesn't throw it. That, that team stinks. C.D. Lamb is great. C.D. Lamb is awesome. He throws three-yard outs to C.D. Lamb, who jukes like 19 guys. They, I mean, What's wrong like with those, that? Like those old-school videos. There's just people coming on the field, and he just runs through them. Like if he's playing in that Stanford-Cal game, he gets – you know, uh, he gets through all of that band without trucking somebody. He he doesn't touch a single person. That truck he at just... the end was intentional. <laughs> you heed that guy could have absolutely missed him. That guy was not in his way. He that was intentional. It's an intentional it's truck. A hundred percent. So tell me about Hertz. Tell me about Hertz in this game. What do you see him doing? So because you, I you're trying to set me up. I know exactly what you're doing. Tell me okay. about Hertz. And you've got a bunch of numbers <laughs> over. Like I'm not dumb enough. To walk into this situation, you know what I'm saying? Like this is I'm alone so you in a dark me, house, so and I go, want, "Oh, what's that noise upstairs? I'm gonna go look." And then, you know, so you want me to tell you about Jalen Hurts? I just know then, what you're gonna do because you've been waiting for this guy. You want him to fail so bad. At halftime in the Baylor Oklahoma game, fail. I live eight houses away from you, Patron. <laughs> At halftime of Oklahoma Baylor, I what you you could hear in our, down our entire street. Patron just ranting about Jalen Hurts, and I told you so. The entire neighborhood, everybody's walking outside. What is this that's, guy doing? That's that's a lie. I was in Vermont. I was. Yeah. I, was, oh, I could hear you from Vermont. Was, then. That's crazy. <laughs> I thought you were eight houses down the road. Talk was, to me about Jalen Hurts and why he stinks, and he's the worst quarterback of all time. He doesn't stink. He doesn't stink. You know, like you you had me apologizing for Jalen Hurts. You know, about halfway through the season, I you know I said you know I'm not sure. Now, mark me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. During the offseason, I said, you know, I'm not sure about the Jalen Hurts thing. Everybody says that Lincoln Riley is going to turn him into this sensational Heisman winning quarterback. I said he's good, but he's not great. He's, he's not, no Kellen Mond, I think not, is what you said. He's not all of a sudden going to be something he wasn't just because he transferred. He's a special athlete who is an elite runner and an average thrower. Like, I'm not hating on the guy. Uh, he's he's a very good college quarterback, right? But, I mean, are you going to tell me that he's more than an average thrower? If he was more than an average thrower, he would have never lost his job at Alabama. That's all he needs to be. Okay. okay. No one's saying he's a great thrower. Okay, except when, you know, they lose to Kansas State, except when Baylor barfs away the game, but they're working him over except when he turns the ball over multiple times against TCU and needs Kansas know, state. You're putting on him and needs the big 12. He threw for 400. He had seven incompletions and threw for 400 yards against Kansas state. The guy you can't throw the ball at 400 yards and seven incompletions against Kansas state. I, that's not on him. That's on the defense. Can't get a stop. You're going to okay, say he had a bad so, game. Again, you can't bring up Kansas State. That's the one game you got to stay away from. That dude was 19 for 26 for 395 yards. The guy who can't throw the ball. How many How many turnovers did he have? No interceptions. You're talking about passing. That's what you you brought up passing. Okay. Zero interceptions. Those Those are all fumbles. All his turnovers against Kansas State are fumbles. He had zero interceptions. <laughs> 
So you can you can figure out what you want there. <laughs> Objection. Not responsive. But I can tell you it was zero interception. So there we go. All right, all right, all right. So I, I can also tell you. Okay. What I else? can also tell you though that that Oklahoma's turnover margin. You want to guess what it is? Oklahoma's turnover margin. Uh, yes. Negative nineteen. Negative eight. Okay. Hundred and fifteenth in the country. You can't go to the college football playoff with the 115th turnover margin in the country. You don't belong there. I'm sorry. You win sloppy games that are not going to be good enough against good teams. I think Syracuse is like top 20 turnover margin, so they're more deserving than Oklahoma. (laughs) Right? Dino's fired up right now. There are... There are situations where a plus team is in that plus turnover margin, which is, you know, like a weird thing. They stink on offense. Wasn't like Oregon number one in that some, stat? But when you're negative eight and you're 115 in the country, that's the negative side of the turnover margin is far more bothersome than the positive side. We've talked about it with Hertz each week. We said, what's going to prevent Oklahoma from winning this game? Because they've been the superior team in every game. Every time we say Hertz turning the ball over that's a problem they ask him to constantly run the ball and he has to be their entire offense they have changed a little bit but that is the problem with i mean we saw with fields in ohio state if quarterbacks are going to put the ball on the ground then a inferior team gets to hang around with you and has a chance to beat you i don't think that should keep oklahoma the stat shouldn't keep oklahoma out I think that's a reason why Oklahoma is not as good as some of those other teams as you watch them play, is they let you hang around, and that is a weakness for them. Their defense is a weakness. But Hertz is not as uh, – I think Hertz is better than you give him credit for. Hertz is really good. Hertz is really, really good. I, 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 we have not even gotten to that defense. That defense is atrocious. Mm-hmm. That defense is terrible. And, and, and maybe Hertz is better if they don't put him in such a terrible situation all the time. You know, maybe maybe Hertz is better if their defense isn't, you know, just getting ripped through every game. Have we been talking about this game too long? Okay, fine. All right. Wait, Wait, you so got a prediction? What do you, got? What, what do you got for a score? I know there's a lot of fun games I want to get to. So we're looking at, I've got, got Oklahoma for 48, Oklahoma State 31. Quick shout out, Bruce Redden Jr., my favorite Oklahoma State cowboy of all time. But I still can't pick them to beat Oklahoma. Uh, favorite Ohio, favorite Oklahoma State alumni is a lock is Thurman Thomas. I mean, come on now, come on now. Um, oh, you relayed to Thurman Thomas? N- no, he just was the the guy of my childhood. So uh, I've got. Sorry, um, Mr. Patron. You know, like Dan's dad is probably crushed right now that you I've said g- that, but that's okay. <laughs> the guy of your childhood. The running back. Come on. I clothed you. So, sorry, you're. Put you're, food on the table. Sorry, you're too young. What did to Thurman Thomas Bills, do for you? The Bills, uh, Super Bowl runs. I don't. Th- I don't see this as a 13 and a half point game. That is what Vegas has it at. I've got Oklahoma winning. Let's say by seven. 45, 38. That was seven. Nice job. What did you say? I've got 48, 31. Oh, you've got a blowout. I do. Okay. Okay. What's next? Chubba, line one. Baylor, Kansas. Oh, you love this game. I, you force <laughs> Baylor on us every week. You just <laughs> love talking Baylor. Is that because you hate Hurts? I actually didn't even pull up the spread on this. I put in parentheses, who cares? 
Uh, Baylor needs I know one guy who does. <laughs> Baylor I'm needs... looking at him. <laughs> Baylor needs to win this game by what, 100? For what? Uh, who knows? <laughs> what to have any chance? To have playoff? Playoff? What? He... They're come on. Are you are you a hundred percent positive that Oklahoma is better than Baylor? No. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Baylor played a bad second half against Oklahoma. What was the score where, at halftime? Where Matt Rule said they were watching this, and this is despicable. This is despicable. Ooh. If you're a football player and your head coach says this about you, you have to feel about like three inches big. Then why are right? they a better team if that's the team you're describing? They played a bad half because they played a bad half. Georgia played a bad game, right, and lost to a terrible South Carolina team that lost to App State. Okay? So they played a bad half, but overall, cumulatively, against the Big 12 schedule, Baylor has played better than Oklahoma against the Big 12 schedule. They they actually have already beaten Oklahoma State. They beat down Texas. As as Oklahoma touted their you know what three four point victory over Texas, um, so look I, I'm just looking at Baylor and I I was a doubter I said this is a team that it'll be kind of stupid if they get into the Big Twelve championship because they'll just get smoked by Oklahoma I, I'm not so sure anymore and it's not because I think Baylor's awesome it's because I think that Oklahoma and Baylor are pretty similar teams I agree I think they're pretty close teams I just think in terms of the playoff conversation the way Baylor fell in the rankings what's in front of them I don't think they can make the playoff neither one of them belong neither one of them belong I, Oklahoma would back it's some wacky stuff would have to happen over the next two weeks for Oklahoma to get in to have the teams in front of them all fall behind them Oklahoma six last year at this time in the playoff rankings and did get in so they're not out of it. They're a brand that they like, and they showed last year they can make that jump late in the season. I don't think it's going to happen this year. It would be Clemson losing. It would Utah losing this week, Oregon beating Utah. They would need a few things like that, Auburn beating Alabama. They need everything to go perfectly for them to get in. Absolutely, and I'd rather see a Baylor-Oklahoma winner play Georgia in a bowl game in one of those New Year's games. That'd be fun. That'd be good for me. But neither one of those teams, in fact, sorry, Georgia, I'm going to lump you in with that. I, none of those teams, to me, belong in that Final Four. Don't you want to see Oklahoma play Alabama I, I don't. in a playoff game or in a in bowl a game? In a playoff game or in a bowl game. Either Don't you want to see Jalen Hurst play against Alabama? Against Mac Jones? Not really. Against two Against Nick maybe. Saban. Don't you, you don't want to watch that? Don't care. You don't care. Don't care. I, Dan's on the record. Doesn't care about bowl games. He yep. agrees. All right. So Baylor, Kansas. It doesn't matter. There is no 50 to 2. Kansas hasn't won more than three games in a decade. But they still can't figure out how to do more with less, Dan. Oh, with less miles. There let's we go. see what you did there. Nice. Right now, they're ranked. They have the 29th ranked recruiting class in the country right, right now. So let's go. He's turning that thing around. So Look let's out. Go, let's go more with less, and we'll 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 say here. Here's what we did here. We lumped Big 12 and Pac 12 together because Big 12 and Pac 12 are so intricately linked as far as this final playoff spot goes. Yep. When you start to look at who's in, who's out, I think it's impossible to not consider the Big 12 and the Pac-12 dependent upon each other. 
So we put these two together as a hot routes. We have Colorado, Utah. This game does not have a name, but at some point people started referring to it as the Rumble in the Rockies. I like that. Which is a pretty cool name. Um, tell me what you Should we start see. naming games? Like throughout the season. Can we just, just make, see our what sticks? Names? just that make our own names? Somebody up? said Rumble in the Rockies, and everybody's like, that's a great name. That's a great name. So let's think about that. It has two R's. All right. Uh, what, what do you got when you see this game? Vegas. Utah's been hammering people. Vegas has got Utah as a 28-point favorite. I don't see that as, as really much different than I would have them as. Talk to me about Utah, whether it be about this Colorado game or just Utah in general. The Colorado game doesn't interest me a whole lot. It was a nice win for them over Washington. Right. I mean, it's 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 on here. This Colorado-Utah game is on here to talk about Utah and the college football playoffs. I mean, Let's I would have honest. thought the same thing about Oregon-Arizona State. So, I guess uh, maybe I learned my lesson a little bit. But Utah should be the number four team when the rankings come out. We're having this conversation before the football playoff rankings are released. They should be number four. I would put them ahead of Georgia and Alabama right now. Utah wins out. They are one of the top four teams in the country. The defense is unreal. And then you look at the quarterback and running back combination they have with Huntley and Moss. Compare that. Like, are you going to take Mac Jones and Najee Harris over those two guys? Are you going to take Fromm and Swift over those two guys right now? I'm not. I'm taking Huntley and Moss. Those are going to be my two guys. And then that defense on top of it. Utah is the number four, I, they're the fourth best team in the country right now. That's what I believe. They've been showing it week after week. Their only loss, USC and Moss isn't, I mean, we want to talk about, well, what if, if you know, Tua was out against LSU? Do they look at that? Don't you have to bring that up? I, Kevin, you know that I've been beating that drum for weeks, and it, and it shocks me that it's never brought up. But you know what's going to happen is it's going to be brought up next week. Because every time we talk about something here on the Two Drink Minimum, it's brought up the next week it's a good point because the talking heads pretend like they're not listening to us but they're listening to us for information for what they want to base their show on and then they come at it the next week with what we talked about the previous week and this is something that will be talked about lock lock it up you lock it up zach moss uh, look this guy Against you against Arizona last week. Oh, you got Zach Moss stats. He I'm went for two hundred two hundred three yards and a touchdown. You know, it, nobody ever. What do you do receiving? Nobody. Do you have that? They throw it around to him too. Yeah. He gets he gets some they yards. Do. He's there. Let me see. I do have something with that. I do yes, have something right. there with that. He is their second leading receiver in terms of uh, catches. He's the Pac-12 Player of the Year. In terms of catches. No, I'm sorry. He's a third leading receiver in terms of Still receiving Still the Pac-12 player yards. of the year. He, look, and you are absolutely correct. Nobody ever brings up his injury against USC, him being out against USC. At USC. He as, had, as something that matters when you assess Utah. Do you think if Swift was hurt for the South Carolina game, that wouldn't be talked about? Every single time you talked about Georgia. That's all that you would talk about. Was, that's all that you would talk about. Yes, but. Yes, but. They yes, didn't have but. Swift, their best player. There yada, is yada, yada. never a yes, but when talking about Utah. And that is bothersome because this is a team that's for real. Zach Moss is for real. Zach Moss is still number 16 in the country in rushing yards. And he missed one full game and a half of two other ones. Okay. And he's still 16 in the country. 
Tyler Huntley is 75% passer. 2,600 yards, 14 touchdowns, two picks. Doesn't turn the ball over. Two picks. Doesn't turn the ball over. He can beat you with his legs. Granted, the stats show that he only has a little bit over 200 yards rushing. But this is a guy that actually moves around in the pocket, keeps his eyes downfield. He keeps plays alive more than he takes off and runs. Plus, he had the leg injury for like two or three games in the middle of the season. Defense is for real, Kevin. 55 rushing yards per game. Number one in the country. <laughs> 55 rushing yards per game? Like, who are you playing? High schools? Right. How, how do you keep people to 55 yards rushing yards per game for the season? We're not three weeks in, right. and you've played South Dakota State. You know, we're, we're talking about you are 11 weeks in. You've played a Pac-12 schedule a quote-unquote weak non-conference schedule, but 55 yards rushing per game? That's crazy. It is crazy. I agree with you. That Utah deserves to be in. And it bothers me when people, well, Oregon lost is going to hurt Utah. Why should Oregon's loss matter? Why should that impact how good Utah is? Why should it? Look. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Like, why should Utah be punished for Oregon losing? That's not Utah's fault. No, and I hope I hope Utah just beats them down. Right. Because I, I, I had... Utah, you know, if that if that game went at two 11-1 teams, I have Utah winning that game I agree. because of Utah's defense. So, you know, they're giving up 12 points a game. 12. I want to see the Utah defense versus the LSU offense so bad, Patron, so bad. That's a bad matchup for LSU. It is a bad matchup for LSU because if 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 Utah plays Clemson, I think that that's a bad matchup for Utah. If Utah plays either LSU or worse yet, Ohio State, it's a bad matchup for those guys. Ohio State wants to run the ball down your throat. Be another great game. Does everything that they do works off of the run. And you can't run on Utah. And it'd be great to see Justin Fields either come through or not come through. And we'd know so much more about that kid. Yeah, he would either have the game of his life or people would say, huh, well, I guess that's that. People want to talk. If you want to use deserves or best, whatever reason, if you say deserves, you're wrong. But if you say deserves or best four teams, Utah in either situation deserves to be in. Utah, please don't choke against Colorado this week after the last – Five minutes of our conversation. The Rumble and the Rockies. All right. I've got 45-13 Utah. 41-10 Utah. What's next? The Civil War. Okay. Oregon State, Oregon. Oregon. Yikes. Yikes. Or, 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 I, we cannot talk about this game. Look, okay, fine. Oregon. I didn't even write down a score. Oregon wins this game by 28. They win... 35 to 20. They win by 18. I've got 37 20, so we're pretty 30, close right there. Th uh, fine. You know what? I think the spread is 20. Maybe they even cover. Whatever. Uh, but yikes. Yikes, man. I mean, we talked about Jaden Daniels. We've been big on Jaden Daniels this season. Sure. And we talked about him and Eno Benjamin last week, but we both had the game still going to Oregon and still going to Oregon big. Talk to me, Kevin, about what you saw last week. What went wrong for Oregon? That that was just yikes. It was a bad night for Oregon. It seemed whatever Arizona State wanted to do, 
they were able to do when they when Oregon needed to stop they weren't able to get it it was a bad night and I this is where the timing if this happened to Oregon week three you can recover from something like this it was one of those nights watching it, it was Oregon wasn't going to win nothing was going well for them it they were ineffective all over the place but when it happens with a week to go you're not going to be able to recover from that and Arizona State impressed me. Jaden Daniels was great. Jaden Daniels outplayed. What does he weigh? I, I don't know. He's got to weigh like a buck 20. That dude's skinny. He man. is skinny. He outplayed Justin Herbert, though. He did. Right? I mean, Justin Herbert's numbers are, ended up looking okay 20 for 36, 300 yards, two touchdowns. But he had two really bad interceptions. Yep. Really bad interceptions. And, you know, to your point about the collapse by Oregon, end of the game, Oregon gets to within three. They were scoring so right. fast for a few minutes. They I, have, that was crazy. Well, they have an incompletion. They have a sack. Kevin, it's third and 18. All right. I am laying on the couch with a half-asleep 12-year-old. Okay, my 12-year-old son is laying on the couch, kind of watching the game, kind of falling asleep, looking at it kind of half. They throw it over the top, a dime, as he calls it. Jaden Daniels throws a dime to uh, their stud receiver that had the game of his life there. And he looks at me. This is a half-asleep 12-year-old and goes, what were they doing, playing man-to-man or something? <laughs> How does that happen? How does that happen? It's third and 18. Your season is on the line. And a 12-year-old recognizes that you, who's half asleep, recognizes that you don't play man-to-man in that situation. Right. Literally. What were you doing? Were they playing man-to-man in that situation, Dad? The dude's a soccer player, too. He doesn't even play football. Like, seriously, what is Oregon doing in that situation? That is pitiful. You don't get to go in. Because of that, you you just you're you're out of the college football playoff because of that, because of that, and because of six drives from the second through the third quarter where you had twenty total plays, four punts, and two interceptions. If you are gonna watch this game, uh, you can maybe tell me when, uh, what time this is being played at. But you got to watch Isaiah Hodgins, receiver for Oregon State. If you're an NFL draft junkie like I am. This will be a guy that's going to be talked about coming up in the NFL drafts. He's 6'4", 210 pounds. Nikhil Harry comparisons with this guy. He is an unbelievable receiver. He's not good enough for Oregon State to beat Oregon, but Jake Lutton, they'll just put the ball up in the air to this dude. He is a beast. If you're going to watch this game, tune in, watch him. He leads the Pac-12 in touchdown receptions. He's fourth in yards a game. Great talent but not good enough for Oregon State to win. So Oregon wins pretty easily in this game, but they have unfortunately aren't that relevant to us, except for the idiots, stand that are going to say, well, Utah, they don't get to play ranked. It doesn't matter. Utah is who they are. Okay, so we have – okay, are we out of time? We got the Apple Cup, uh, Washington State, Washington. Uh, Mike Leach is a walking, uh, talking – soundbite that guy is awesome just to tune in for like his halftime show washington is there kevin is there is there a more disappointing team than the university of washington they lost last week to colorado they dropped to six and five they're three and five in the pac 12 
Um, I'm just checking to make sure my Jacob Eason rant about him being really good and being undervalued was not something that we posted, right? That was just a Hey, just talk about his Utah game. That guy okay. against Utah was right. awesome. So let, let's just focus on that game. We do live in Syracuse, New York, so you want to talk about disappointing teams, we could have a discussion about a team in Orange that could give – there's another one. But that there. might be hype machine from people outside. Inside the top 25 won't even make a bowl game. That's, that's a dome. disappointing season. But I'm with you with Washington there. That's that's not a team that I thought would be irrelevant. This is going to be the last time we talk about them Washington's going into this buried. weekend. Washington's buried. They're a seven-point favorite in Vegas, but I, I see Washington State coming in and just getting it done. I I, I, I know I, I would have picked Washington at any other week this season, but I think this team's mentally finished. They lose to Colorado last week. This is a rivalry game. Washington State, you know they're going to show up. I've got Washington State winning a whole bunch of points to not quite as many points. Washington State, your number one pass offense in the country. Chris Peterson, too good of a coach. His team is not going to mail it in. They're, they have something to play for. They're going to win this game. Washington wins 37-31 over Washington State. Territorial Cup. Arizona, Arizona State. I real, pick Arizona State. Real quick, two seconds. Uh, okay, so Arizona State has Jalen Daniels. You just tune in and watch him. It's Friday at 4 o'clock. You, you went out on Black Friday. Is that still a thing? Do people go out for Black Friday? I, I don't even know that there's stores other than the ones that sell, like, food and beer. I just order everything online. I'm a Cyber Monday show, guy. Yeah, it shows up at my door. So if Black Friday is still a thing, you went out, you're tired, you're laying on your couch, you're watching you know, a little bit of football with a leftover turkey sandwich, you got to put the mashed potatoes on the sandwich for the record. What the heck else are you going to do? Tune in, watch Jaden Daniels play. The kids were at the press of admission. They win, and Arizona fires Kevin Sumlin. That is all for tonight. Um, you can check us out on Twitter at Henny and Patron. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, uh, other ones, anywhere else where podcasts are found. Our beer tonight was Two Roads Brewing Company, Honey Spot Road IPA. I am Dan Patron. I'm Kevin Hennigan. And this is the two drink minimum. Cheers. Cheers.